love Christmas. I love it. I just, no matter what, no matter how it's going, if it's going well, if I have to shovel snow off the roof uh, all day yesterday, I love Christmas. Um, My most memorable Christmas, I won't say my favorite, but my most memorable Christmas happened when I was 11. It started at 3 in the morning. My dad woke me up, just like you've seen these commercials maybe, like, get up, we're going to Disneyland. What time is it, Dad? It's pitch black out. It's totally dark. He's like, we're going to Disneyland. Did you hear that? Get out of bed. Like, grab your sleeping bag. So we, my sister and I, in our jammies, like, walked out of our bedrooms, walked into the car. My sister laid across the vinyl back seat. I got to lay across, like, some bags and pillows and got to deal with that back seat, middle feet on the hump thing as I laid across that. And um, by 3.15, we were, like, out the door. And it, by 3.20, we were out of town because we lived in a small town. So um, the only problem was, like, as soon as we got out of town, completely dark, except for this blizzard-like Star Wars snow coming at you, snow. So in 10 minutes, we went about two or three miles. So at 3.30, we're, we're now a.m., we're now... 297 miles from our destination to get on our flight, and at 3.33, we're eight feet down in the ditch, completely dark outside. Ah, it was un... and and the trip got worse from there, but it was memorable. But the point is, like, it was so dark that my dad couldn't see the road. He didn't know which way he was going, and he ended up in the ditch. And the darkness... Um, and, and that story has a way of confusing us. And I think darkness in general has a way of confusing us. Um, sometimes it even causes us to literally or figuratively end up in the ditch. I, I said I love Christmas, and I do. I try and take as much time off as I can between Christmas and New Year's because I celebrate my birthday in between there. So that's pretty fun too. So if I have five days saved up and I can take all those five days, I do. And usually when we do, we can't play outside all the time. So some of the time that we're inside, we play hide and go seek. And my kids are kind of at the point where they're still scared of the dark. So if I go hide in a room and the light's off, they're not coming in. And so I'll just sit in there and say, come and find me. And then they'll walk kind of down the stairs and they'll say my name and I'll say, come and find me, and they'll come a little closer. But then it's funny, because every one of them says, who is it? (laughs) Like, the darkness has a way of causing us to not recognize people. It confuses us, and it causes us not to recognize things that we should recognize. And tonight, we come to celebrate Christmas. But are we confused? Are we not recognizing something? Are we in darkness? Are some of us maybe in despair? Are things really, really hard this Christmas? Maybe you lost somebody um, that you just completely loved. Um, Maybe your marriage is just in darkness. Or you feel like you're a parent in darkness. Or you feel like your future is completely in darkness. Why do we celebrate? Why do we come together and celebrate this day? Who truly is it that we're worshiping? That's what, what I think that Christmas is all about. And the writer in the book of John 
makes this perfectly clear in the first chapter. He says in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. And he goes on in verse 9 and says, the one who is true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came to the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his very own people, but they rejected him. See, the people, God's people, expected a grown man. They expected the king of kings and lord of lords. And so they expected this person to come valiantly in on some stallion with knight in shining armor type things, ready to conquer, ready to take back this land. That's what they were expecting. And yet, God came in the most humble way. God came helpless. God came powerless. God came in darkness. And so people were confused about him. People didn't recognize him. But the good news, I would say even the great news, is that, that even though they didn't recognize him, and even though they were confused about him, they didn't even have to call out to him. He called out to them. It says in Luke 2, um, it says that the night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds in these fields outside of town, guarding their flocks, and an angel of the Lord appeared, and radiance and light and glory surrounded them. And of course, they were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring good news of great joy for all people. At that point, the shepherds would have went, everybody? Because we're like the low man on the totem pole. We're the lowest of society. Everybody? Good news of great joy for everybody. For this day... The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem. And you will recognize him. You will see him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a feed box. A baby. In this darkness, these shepherds, they're used to danger coming their way. They're used to fighting off wild animals. They're used to finding shelter not unlike the shelter that Mary and Joseph sought and found. Normally, animals were in there, and they were in there. Normally, sheep are in there to guard them from the prey. And shepherds have a way of knowing where the darkness is and being able to not have to cry out in that, not needing help in that. And yet, God called, called out and cried out to them. He just shows up. But just so they're not confused... He says, on this day, a Savior has been born. Well, that was the very same thing the angel said to Joseph, the boy's father, or the boy's earthly father. The angel appears to Joseph and says, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home. For she has, has this baby that's in her that's from God. And you, Joseph, are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save the people from their sins. On this day, the shepherd, the angel says to the shepherds, a savior has been born. And the angel says to Joseph, Joseph, you were to name him Jesus, savior. Why that name? I mean, that's the heart of the Christmas message. That's the big question is, do we recognize Jesus for who he is? Do we recognize him as savior? He says, the angel says to Joseph, Name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves, because he will save the people from their sins. 
you know, if we had a technology problem, God would have sent us a Mac genius. If we had an information problem, he would have sent us to Google or he would have sent us a professor. If we had a problem with boredom that we needed to be saved from, he would have sent us an entertainer. If our greatest problem was our finances, and for some of us it might be, then I think God would have sent an investment banker. But because our greatest problem was this thing called sin, God had to send someone to save us. So every major religion tries to figure out this thing called sin. Every major religion tries to figure out how do we rectify that problem? How do we, how do we make ourselves right with this creator being? So some people say, oh, it's through sacrifice. Some people say, oh, it's through good works. Some people say, oh, you just have to achieve balance in your life and become like God, and then you will be made right. The Jewish people said, um, we can't do anything about this problem. So, so we're going to, every year, we're going to take this lamb, this perfect lamb that hasn't had any flaws, hasn't done anything wrong that we know of, and we're going to give it to the priest. And the priest is going to put its hands on the lamb and symbolically show that, that the people's wrongs were all placed on this animal, this lamb. And then this lamb was going to be slaughtered. It was going to be killed. It was going to be sacrificed for those people's sins. And, and in that way, of this, of this lamb taking the penalty for this wrong, this blood for, for the wrong, that way they, they, they thought they were made right with God. Isn't it ironic then that the Son of God, Jesus, would come to us in a shelter, in a stable, in a cave that normally lambs stay in? in the most humble of places that really anyone could have access to if they sought him out, if they recognized him, if they weren't confused about who he was. And then when he grew up, isn't that ironic that the, the prophet John says, look, Jesus, to Jesus, look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is that Lamb. Jesus is the one who pays this price, who makes us right with God. Anyone can have access to him if they recognize who he is. The angel says, I bring good news of great joy for everyone. Today a Savior has been born. Have you heard those words and thought they were just about someone else? Have you heard those words and thought they were just about something else? Have you heard those words and never really thought about them? Maybe you've come year after year after year to a Christmas Eve service. And you've, maybe you've even heard those words over and over again. But you just thought they were a story about some other people a long time ago. I would say to you that no, those words are for us today. That message is for now. It's for me and it's for you. It's good news of great joy for everyone that God is not going to stay far away, that he is not going to make us feel like we're so far from him because of our sin. No, he's going to come down in the most humble of forms, into this form of a baby. And he's going to grow up with us, and he's going to teach us how to live. 
He's going to live this perfect life, and then he's going to die for these people. That's good for all time. This sacrifice is good for all time. Which means that if you and I recognize Jesus as Savior, it's good for us. So how do you see Jesus this Christmas? For years, I just saw him as someone we talked about at church growing up. And every year, like, I just pray and pray and pray that I didn't have to be a donkey or a sheep in the New Year's Christmas Eve, like, pageant, you know, with the cotton balls on my head and the little makeup on my face. I just prayed, like, oh, God, I don't want to be one of those animals. I never really got that Jesus meant that he wanted to save me. I just kind of thought, oh, I was good enough. I wasn't as bad as the next guy. I never truly realized that what I was supposed to look at was the standard that God had set that's perfection and I can't get there. And that's why the Savior has been born to save us from our sins so that we don't need to achieve that. That he pays that price if we recognize who he is. So if you're in the dark today, no matter where you're at or what you've done, That news is for you and for me. I have good news of great joy for everyone. May you recognize and accept Jesus as your Savior this Christmas. Let's pray. God, as we come to adore you, may we recognize what we're singing and what we're saying. May we see you, God, as this human baby, helpless, needy, born in the most humble of places so that anyone could have access. God, help us to see ourselves through your eyes. Help us to see you in the right light and help us to accept you as Savior every day from here forward as we celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen.